Hey, what's up, everyone? Very stoked to be with Anthony Trapani of the Cali Death Podcast. We are doing a crossover episode. We are doing this live from the Monk's Cellar in Roseville. Am cool I, place here. Roseville, right? Am I crazy? Roseville, here? yes. Well, talk to me about this city. What does it mean to you? I don't really know too much about Roseville. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been here. I was confused when I saw it on the flyer. Yeah, I mean, it's Sacramento adjacent. Exactly. You know? Um, well, you know, I'm more familiar with Lincoln, Rockland area up here because I got family up here and stuff. Um, but, yeah, never really been to Roseville too much. Actually, I don't think I have at all until now. So, But I, I know why I'm here. I'm here to chat with you have a beer and, and go see some cryptopsy tonight dude hell yes we are playing next door at the goldfield the goldfield that's right yes. and i was doing research like before the uh the tour started and i was like this is like a country bar it's gonna be weird but like yeah. this city is beautiful i've been having a great day um it feels cleaner and safer than when i've been recently right and right the venue is actually super fucking awesome yeah i haven't been to this venue yet either um I just looked it up. It's 300 capacity, so it's, you know. You never know. You it's could pack a bunch of people in, in there. Yeah. Let's do it. Totally, dude. Sacramento actually is one of the more uh, flourishing scenes in California. Oh, yeah. You know, th there are. This is basically the new spot to hit this Hell area. Yeah. That makes me instead excited. of the Bay. You know, so it, it has taken the base spot when when you look at all these metal tours um especially since you know the pandemic san francisco has not really been the place anymore and it made me sad for a while but i'm actually moving up here anyway so i'm going to be close to it again you know oh, fucking yes <laughs> uh let's it's vox and hops uh crossover episode with the cali death uh vox and hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends talking about their lives and music while drinking craft beers, uh, what are you drinking there? Uh, I grabbed the Hollywood Sky IPA. Hell yes, it's a big boy. To yeah, yeah. 6.8 American yeah. IPA. For myself, I got the Necessary Evil. It's a pale ale, New England style, 5.8. Uh, they dry hopped it with Mosaic, Strata, and HBC 586, uh, which is the hop that I used in my Haze Wars. Oh, okay. And uh, it's been following me because uh, I had some 586 last night, too, at Ghost Town Brewing. So Nice, nice. Cheers, cheers to you, too. I got some uh, beers for you in the... Um in the t in the bus as well flow through them in there for Hell me yes uh got a variety there's actually one i forget the brewery but it's a benefit for uh maui that nice. it's the part of that's going towards okay. maui wonderful yeah. so that was mainly the reason why i grabbed it i think it's a session ipa yeah i got a, a few different varieties that we'll check out later too i am excited for that uh continuing on the topic of beer take me back to your very first beer my very first beer was in uh play in clear lake and it was actually my grandfather that gave it no to me way. i was a child How i was old? i wouldn't I, I was probably about nine okay and i was bugging the shit out of him to taste it i wanted i I'd seen him drinking it all the time and i was like and it was one of those fine just take a sip and I, I sipped it, and it was one that he had had sitting out for a while. Oh. No carbonation. This is no cigarette butts in it. No cigarette butts in it. But it was hot day, you know. I've been sitting out in the sun, and I was like, "That it, I'm never gonna have one of those again." It's like a death metal sometimes. Yeah. Uh, the first time I heard Cryptopsy, I was like, "This is too much." Right. And now here we are. It was a warm Budweiser <laughs> that had been sitting in the sun, so I just needed to wait a few more years before I tasted better beer. But uh, 
Yeah, dude, really didn't really get into beer until uh, my adulthood, you know. Every, every beer I was having up till, you know, my mid-20s was just shitty lager, whatever was available. Um, maybe some Red Hook ESP yeah. or ESB, whatever yeah. it was. That was when I started to feel like I was getting a more uh, mature palate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, no, it was, you know, the craft beer craze. Maybe I caught it a little bit earlier before it went completely insane. You know, I, I used to visit um, my cousins in Portland, and they have a brew fest up there every year or pre-pandemic. I, I, I don't know if they still do. I'm sure they still do it now. Um, but that's when the haze craze was happening, too. So I was in the, I'm still into hazies. But, you know, I, I'm not too much of a beer drinker now because... I like to keep my weight down. <laughs> it is <laughs> and full of empty that, calories. Yes. That definitely was what made me blow up the last time I did. So I'm like, beer's good. I, I like it as an occasional thing now, you know. And it makes it better when I have it. That's you know? uh, The scarcity makes things so much better, and I have to tell myself that. Yeah. But sometimes, you know. Sometimes beers yeah, come, so uh, when some you're beers on the road, me, you know? when you're on the road and shit, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter then. But now it's it, it you could totally nerd out on it. You could totally nerd out on it's it. It's unbelievable the, the the expansive reach of what has happened in the craft beer industry and, and the risks, the, the open open fermentation that's coming and becoming very popular all the mm-hmm, sours mm-hmm. but the risk yes for breweries is yeah and, crazy. and you see the now i'm starting to see these tiki inspired cocktails or not cocktail inspired so that one's a sour over there i was like wonder if if, if that's any good but i don't know it's probably just juice you know <laughs> <laughs> podcasting talk to me about starting a podcast I know what goes into running a podcast. Yes, it's not an yes. easy feat. You guys are a group of people, so give them all a shout out and who everyone's role is. All your jobs get, get split into four over here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably what's kept it uh, is, although it's not easy, as easy as it is for us. Um, but yeah, starting the podcast, it was, you know, just coming from those zoom calls we were all having in the pandemic you know and and we'd be sitting there having beers and talking shit and why not record it you know and then then we started talking about or no so the first pilot episode i wasn't even really a part of it i was the first guest ah interesting yeah that that was the test episode and casey had hit me up and said me and joseph want to try and do this thing and we want you to be the first guest and the vibe was there from the beginning although if you go back to watch that episode you see that there's definitely differences and how green we were in the beginning i mean we still by no means are we an organized thing (laughs) but it's it's it works a lot smoother now and there's more um more of a real I mean, everybody was real from the beginning, too. That's what made this thing great, too. But, um, yeah, so it was then we decided that it was going to be that same kind of thing where we would interview one or more people from a specific band or, you know, eventually multiple bands. And uh, it just naturally was all the closest people that we were with in the scene 
Disgorge, Decrepit Birth, Deeds of Flesh, um, Archaic, all those guys were amongst the first few episodes and then once the ball was rolling and we started continuing to book guests you know we get to a episode 24 and we have the full cryptopsy lineup first time we've ever had the full lineup i, I was nervous as shit before that really one. Oh, well it was smooth we had my fun. sense my, my the way i was looking at it was i i already have a terrible time remembering people's names but zoom is easy because the names are there there i know but it, me I'm, I'm this you know I kind of fell back into my early fanboy status of holy shit, Cryptopsy. And so that was getting in the way of me thinking about, you know, introducing everybody and doing the, the intro is like the, the thing I only freak out about for some reason. And I then, stopped freaking out about it. And once the conversation just starts happening. That's, that's, that's how it was. Yeah. I don't freak out about the, if I, I always mess up when I speak, dude. And I just, I know that. We say like too much, I'm sure, for most people who aren't from California. I say stoked too much. Stoked, yeah. So there's all these things that, that uh, no matter what, we're not going to shake them. But, yeah, it's always the intro. I always forget to plug certain things. I always have this. I never, ever tell anybody that it's on Twitch. I'm, like, live on Twitch, never telling anybody that we are on Twitch but or mention the YouTube. But, yeah, dude, it's really just... It's turned into something that I, I think about every day, you know. We're almost 150 episodes into it, um, and it's almost three years, and we love it. We're, you know, we're probably not as booked far in advance as you are, because I know you've, we've talked about your, your booking schedule, and that's pretty intense. I have altered that. I'm sort of just taking a step back. The tour sort of created a different atmosphere where I was going to get content on the road, which I have done a bit, but not enough. Yeah. I am just going to take it as it goes because you guys just sort of fly by the seat of your pants a little bit. Yeah, we do. I mean, like, who uh, are we going to get next week? Oh, we're going to get this person. Well, no, it's not like that. Actually, we are booked about 10, 12 weeks in advance. Oh, there now. you go. Yeah. yeah. We, it was probably, you know, we've had this conversation in the past and it probably was, you know, on a previous episode that you were on, maybe even the Cryptopsy episode. Yeah, we were flying by the seat of our pants. There was Wednesdays where we would be like, who's you know, going to who, be on? Who's on tomorrow? Yeah. And then just something miraculous would happen. It would fall into place. We would have an episode and we live to fight another day, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of the day, it's our content. Yeah. We're not contractually obliged to drop episodes every week. Right. But we do. Yes. And why is that? Where does that energy come from? I ask myself this question. I don't know the answer. Right. Like, who are we disappointing? I've thought about about that many times. Yes, you're exactly right. We would be disappointing ourselves the most if we didn't put out the episode, especially if you get just this momentum and this rhythm happening, and then it just... Is the consistency keeps going and going and going. So then it, it then it becomes your also. You don't want to betray the the perfect record that you have. You yeah, know? I I feel that I, I feel that I'm like organizing breaks now. Yeah, which is something that is good for my mental health. Uh huh. And that hustle it, it lets me. I was interviewing Guar the second time I had them on, and I remember like just feeling like drained, and. 
not as interested in the conversation than I should have been. Right. And that was a moment where I was like, okay, I need to start taking breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. rest, rest my interview mind. Totally, totally, dude. Um, and yeah, the excitement's still got to be there, dude. I mean, I think that's what makes you and I or any other podcaster that's been doing it for this long to be genuine and, and present. And we've been, we're both from the scene. We're both musicians. We've done a bunch of press. I, like, literally have done a lot of press Yeah. for the record that just dropped as Gamora Burns. And Killer fucking record, dude. Why, thank you. And uh, every time the interviewer is a little bit different Mm -hmm. or has a different approach and makes you fall outside of your standard question list that you end up building as you do 40, 50 interviews um, is refreshing. And the Cali Death podcast is definitely that. Thanks, dude. Yeah. And I I strive for that as well. Yeah. And that's kind of, I wasn't even necessarily a spoken thing either i just know that i've listened to enough podcasts in my life that i understand that the best ones are all the people that i think i know them personally yes i've never even spoken to them but i know so much about these people because they've opened up themselves to their audience i love finishing an episode and then feeling like i'm that person's friend right exactly and i think that's what everybody's striving to do i mean there was even that meme where uh the uh, there's a guy sitting uh uh, cross-legged style and he's eating next to a picture of a bunch of people laughing together and it, and the meme was uh, what it's like to listen to a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you're sitting there laughing with uh, something that really isn't there. That's correct. But you feel like you're, you're there yeah. in the room with those people, you know, and, and you also get to a point where you listen to people so much that you can actually guess, you know, what they might even say next. Yeah. Especially you know? as a... Uh, like a Vox and Hopshead listening to my podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they, yeah, they, they they know where I'm going sometimes. Right, right. And and we all have those. We all have certain sayings that we always use every now and then that ends up being like the the Anthony thing that is always said or whatever. But yeah, and and I just think that that is a good thing about cali death podcast and and the great dudes that i do it with uh joel horner casey howard and joseph k love you dudes um those are my resident homies and they are just as real as i am you know and i think that you you set that environment for a a guest immediately from the start you know our pre-pod is just the same kind of banter that we have just just fucking around and you know and, and making you know, fun of each other yeah yeah and and most of the time we get into a conversation with the guest that we wish was being recorded, recorded. at that moment exactly and and but that's a good thing because we're already off to a great start if we if we as the content creators are already feeling that because you know how it is when you you feel like you the train's moving in the right direction yes. and, and every uh, everything's yes. flowing smoothly and and it's just a feeling that you get. So when you're getting that pre-pod, you know the guest is feeling it. You start going, you just get into it and and most of the time the guests do have that same reaction where we're not structured at all with our conversation. Our conversation will go anywhere and 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 but eventually within that we call it going into the weeds, you know, there's a set path 
it's not even really set, but we just know that we're going to be on this track and we might veer off into the weeds. But as long as one of the four of us can lasso it and bring it back on track, get a good question in that starts to bring in, bring it back to the timeline of the artist or whatever project they're involved in, you eventually get all or at least most of the information you would be trying to go there for, plus you would get the information that as a real fan, you you want to know personally totally. about these artists totally. too and to get people in a vulnerable state to where they open up about themselves they forget that they're being recorded almost like everybody everybody says the Paul Masvidal esp- episode was um, probably what probably the greatest episode we did just because it was 4 hours that felt like it was a half an hour unbelievable and and it was just so deep and there were so many different aspects of Paul that we got to really dive deep on um, he brought stuff out of me in, in there and 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 so it's just like and and that's the great thing too about these legends that we've had on the show is the same thing with Luke LeMay giving us that much time Steve DiGiorgio all those guys four hours plus wow I would never even imagine that I can sit for an hour with these guys and pick their brain. And it's something uh, about that environment. And it sounds, and now I'm starting to feel like I'm getting pretentious with it because, but I'm just saying (laughs) that we've done something very organically and naturally and created this energy and this environment that just lets people almost feel like they're in therapy. I think it's awesome. I think it's it's and with you too. You're a great. You're three times on the show. You were a great surprise to me on the hundredth episode. I didn't even know you were going to be there, and then pop on, and I'm here with Mike Hamilton and Matt McGacky, and I'm just like, dude, this is how we fucking do it. It was super fun. Yeah. The um, Cali death. I got asked this question a lot about Montreal. Why Montreal? How does Montreal have so many prolific bands? Mm-hmm. Why does California? Let me throw that question. And then obviously that there's a reason behind why it happened. And then you naming the podcast, the Cali Death Podcast. So that's actually funny because on our way over here, I was actually having a similar conversation with my buddy Mikey that I came here with. And we were talking about um, Bay Area hip hop. And it's another like bubble that contributed to the culture and the scene but it was something stand out I don't know what it is I don't know if it's all the psychedelics and weed that are out here it might really be something that that might be mixed into the waters that people maybe maybe. you know not literally but I'm just saying you know a lot of mushrooms a lot of acid out here for (laughs) very readily available since I was a teenager you know and I think that there's a healthy uh, load of creativity for some reason, too. And I don't know what it is about uh, California. I mean, we have, you know, Hollywood and all this, sh- all these different, uh, I mean, but the Bay Area specifically, Metallica comes out of there. You know, the hippie movement, you know, the, the Summer of Love, it's all San Francisco. You know, I don't really know exactly what I can pinpoint as to why that is though I, it, it has to be a mix between substance and culture I would think you're hitting something there that makes sense yeah I mean it's it's been more it's been more uh, 
accepted to alter your, uh, your consciousness out here versus other places. That's and I, I do think the statement that I made in this conversation all the way over here, too, is if you look at uh, you look at the decades and you look at what drugs were the most popular at that time and you what can music immediately came, what music came out of it you can immediately see it's translated into the music and it's supposed to it's almost like we're creating sounds that work with the drugs that we're taking <laughs> <laughs> that's exciting yeah and 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 the 90s were a bunch of weed and beer and and uh psychedelics dude and 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 i think that a lot of great stuff and that without being that guys that 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 guy that's oh in my day but i'm saying the 90s was something special and i think california had a had a lot of contribution to what was happening in the 90s and uh i yeah i think it's humbling to be near an ocean i think it's very humbling to i i there's this one part i used to drive over uh in pacifica every morning and I'd see the vastness of the ocean and it would immediately just throw me right back in my seat and I'd just be like, that's so big, dude. Yeah. It's <laughs> so big and so mysterious, you know, and it's right there. I like to dip my toes in it every now and then, but <laughs> I did in San Diego. Hell yeah. It was wonderful. Yeah, you have to, dude. It was wonderful. Yes. I didn't know I played brick by brick so many times. Hell yeah. I didn't realize how goddamn close the beach was. Brick by brick was an uh, interesting experience for me as a uh, a youngin. I was pre-21 when we played there the first time. And they were like, you play outside. And and basically it was that, they, that they let me play inside, but they had to have security next to the stage to immediately escort me out as soon as the set was over. And I, as this 20-year-old, you know, full of testosterone, assholes, screaming about fuck security the whole Ooh. time and yeah i just look back on myself and i'm like oh that was shitty they were yeah, just doing their job <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 you have those everybody has yeah. those you know <laughs> and of course it's gonna happen at 20 but <laughs> yeah brick by brick's a great uh venue our our buddy ed from discord he he used to do sound there i don't know if he does it anymore but R maybe Riley the McShane, death box and ops alumni excellent yeah yeah um He's doing all the production there now. Sick, dude. Yeah. That's rad. I, I haven't talked to Riley day. in years, so that's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with him the other day. It was awesome. Sick. Back to the podcast and yeah. the interviews. What would be, uh, you say that there's no planned, pre-planned path of any conversation. You go into the weeds, bring, bring it back. What would be an episode that just got out of hand, out of control, that you wish that you could redo? Um, well, I probably end up too drunk to remember how bad they get sometimes. <laughs> There's been a lot of episodes. Do you, do you listen to your own stuff? No. After? Oh, I see. That's interesting. Uh, to take it back, the only thing that I ever really listen to is the intro. Really? To see how much I fucked up on really? it. Really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. I, you, don't, you don't edit. That's okay, funny. I shouldn't say that. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I did. I was able to sit through Paul's episode very easily. Which is surprising because I'm one of those guys that gets kind of cringe listening to myself talk, you know, and um, even have that sometimes with listening to my performance on albums, too. I can never really, I'm, I, I shouldn't say I can never really 
sign off on all my stuff, but... Give the box and hops heads. I, I introduced you as only the podcast, but you're more than that. Yes, yes, that's so, all right. So, that's so totally give fine. Give a shout dude. out to, to yeah. All I'm also the vocalist for the bands Odious Mortem and Severed Savior. I've been uh, on two Odious Mortem's albums, Cryptic Implosion and Synesthesia, and I was the vocalist on Servile's latest release, which was in 2008, uh, Servile Insurrection. It's still live though. Yeah. Still alive. We still are. Yeah, you know, they're, they're recently been talking about Severed getting back into maybe wanting to write some new music, do an EP. Um, working on Odious Mortem right now. Uh, Casey is already completely tracked. Uh, Alex and Carrie are already completely tracked on guitar. Me and Joel, we need to get moving <laughs> <laughs> come on joe i'm sad he's not here tonight <laughs> i yeah. love joel my first european tour was with joel yeah yeah and I, I loved hearing all the stories when you guys got uh on the episode and stuff and that's so cool that it goes back that far too i it's mean it's a spider web of connectivity it's, it's yeah unbelievable. And, and it's a very strong web you totally. know the web doesn't yeah. break very easily no right no. we have to be a big dick and i i, I really <laughs> believe that i believe that some of my most longest lasting and potent relationships have come from this scene this crazy community you know because we're all doing it for the love and the passion exactly we all know what sleeping in a van feels like mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. in a bus feels like mm -hmm. not bathing for multiple, multiple days, days living off of baby wipe showers granola yeah peanut butter sandwiches gas station snacks and all that kind of it. shit yeah Hunting no, for toilets. Oh, dude! It's like the main. That's actually a very point topic high on the list right of, there of like what bands talk about and think about on the road. Oh yeah, the the we, well because the the simple aspects of everyday life aren't available to Correct. you. Correct. They're they're you're un you're you're unrooted. You're you're not tethered to one thing. Correct. You're a constant moving. And then on the bus, there's only one rule. Which is don't poop in the toilet. Yeah, you can't, dude. You so, can't. so because of that, in your mind, you're like, oh, I got, I gotta, I gotta find a place. Where, where? And then, what if it? Ha oh, and we all the dreaded hot bagging. Dude, I've heard uh, horror stories on on the show from I can't even cite who it was, but there was uh, dudes that would hack that by putting a uh, plastic bag. In the toilet, oh, shitting yeah. into it, and just tossing it out the window. Oh yeah, people you know, do that. If they were, if they were too uh, strapped for time and they needed to get to the next show, it's <laughs> you, you can't stop sometimes. The highway flush, dude. Well, that's what's interesting about it. like if, when you stop a bus. It's just there's too many people on the bus. Yeah. So every stop is it's not five minutes. It always turns into who's who's sharing. Are you sharing your bus right I'm now? I'm sharing with Abysmal and Visceral Discourage right now. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of you dudes so in there. 15 humans on a bus. <laughs> yep. We're having a good time. Though. Hell yeah. Back to a conversation. You said you sometimes you get too drunk, you don't remember. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What would be something that just went too far and, um, you, and you personally were like, oh, this is out of control? I probably uh, have said some things that I regret on the show. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean. Do you ever ask them to cut stuff? No. 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 Yeah. 
No, because I, I don't think that I go that far. There yeah. have been actual people that we've had to edit some stuff. They asked you? To, to well, either that or we had to make the edit because they went too far in what they said. And we I had to do that out of respect to my guests. Who yeah, I cut, I cut. and it's not necessarily that they were doing it out of malice or anything. Yeah, but, but it they, could be missed. There's certain words that are used now or that could be used now that are, you know, very. they hit hard for a lot of people. Cancel culture is intense. And we, we tend to think that although we, we there we're not um, censored in any way by no means I probably have said fuck within the first 30 seconds of most of the shows <laughs> and immediately get thrown out of the algorithm oh, but, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah but I, we never I, maybe that's the only thing that I would say that we should probably do is edit my f- my f-bombs in the b- in the first five minutes <laughs> or whatever um, but yeah that's the thing too it's like one we we want to uh, hold up the reputation of the show, so if the, somebody says something that that it, it would be too offensive to a certain group or whatever, I, we don't want to be affiliated with that. We're wholesome. Yeah, that, wow. that's what you're, I'm you're getting real to. but wholesome. Yeah, we definitely definitely there's no, very non wholesome conversations that do happen on the show, but when it when it comes to hate. Or like, or or singling out any certain thing. I don't. I'm not really for. I it, completely know. agree. And so I the and also that person, after a few drinks, if they let something slip, and they regret it, they would want us to edit it too. So we, we just immediately do that and be like, don't worry, we got you. You know. Are there some guests, some dream guests that you haven't gotten yet? 150 episodes in. I'd love to have Corpse Grinder on, dude. Hell yeah. I'd love to have Corpse Grinder he on. He would go for five hours. Yeah, and I would love that, dude. And we have, you know, we have a line to him, but, you know, maybe the last time. we That's another thing, too, is there we've gotten no's from some bigger names and stuff like that. Uh, but I that, that doesn't mean that I won't go back and ask them again now that we, you know, have Oh, that's it. No, you know, it's Dewey, Dewey from the Pure Pleasure podcast. We had this exact conversation, and he's like, "Just because it's no now, doesn't mean that in six months, it's not. It's not. It's I never not, it might up. be a yes. Yeah. You know, dude. To get Luke Lemay, it took me almost a year. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Monthly pop in. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, still just checking. Still, if you have just some time. letting you know we'd love to have you on, man. You know, and, and we'd have, you know, conversations about his woodworking and stuff and, and all that. Um, but just one day, one email, he's like, let's go. And I was just like, see, if I didn't, if I would have just gave up after that month with this man that, that already is hard to get a hold of, I somehow got a direct line to him. I'm not, I, if I were to give that up after one or two tries, I, I would just be so disappointed to know that if I just stuck out for another I year. I think that's like a hustle, musician hustle brain too, though. Yeah, yeah. Because we're doing it, this, not much money. We're, we're, yeah, we keep persisting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, the next tour will be better. And even, or like on a tour, it's like, oh, tomorrow's going to be better. Yeah, that's, that's. So, so just keep trying. I think that is, that might be more prevalent in this humbling community and scene that we we are a part of no we we know that we're we can't make this a full-on career you know most of us can't and so i think that with that aside we know that 
We are in this for the love and the community. And so we want to contribute as well as um, continue making something that we love because it's also a selfish thing. It, you know, we have to be in love with our, our projects, dude. Like, I can't be on something that I, I can't be, that I'm not fully in love with, you know? Um, but I think that I'm getting round roundabout with it, but basically I think that creativity is more of a currency in this and value through your creativity is what people really see. And if it comes straight from the heart, and I think that it comes more straight from the heart in this, again, small pocket that we've all built and made like, we've made it ours. Everybody's welcome. And as soon as you're in, you're fully in, you know? I, I know that there's probably like still the, the people are, are like metal only, you know? But I think that now at the, the blending of so many different uh, art is, is expanding this thing more too. I don't know. I don't know if I'm just rambling about. No, no, I don't even know if I answered sense. your question in there, by the way. I don't remember <laughs> what the question was, but I like what you were saying. Yeah, I don't know. Are it, you at a point where publicists are hitting you up and encouraging you to have conversations with people? Um, we've had a little bit of that, yes. Uh, we also have been approached by a few guys that are within like social media and stuff. They think that they can help build this thing, but I mean, we don't make any money. So I don't know how much money we would want to put into having another person on board and behind the scenes doing that kind of stuff. I'm a father of three, you know, working 50 hours a week. So I can only, and I'm computer illiterate almost. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't really uh, contribute too much on that end for this. That's why I'm most of most of this is the getting the guests has been me. That's your hustle. On it. Casey does his fair share of getting guests too, but I, I kind of for a while was uh, really just gung ho about getting guests. Dude, I was like, I, I can't make flyers. I can't, you know, do the social media stuff. I'll, I'll get the guests and hopefully, you know, keep the show going. And it always has been going <laughs> that's where that you, you hang out with people that you want to hang out with and that's what i'm sort of stepping back into f with vox and hops throughout the whole pandemic i was dealing with a lot of publicists and it's like a booking agent and a promoter relationship it's like oh am i gonna get the big artist on their roster yeah if i don't take these ones that they're suggesting so mm -hmm. that's I'm actually trying to go back to what i did the first 10 first 100 episodes were just with my friends yeah and and um i we in there we did you know we've had these up and comers that also we've given but they've always had some kind of connection to the show really you know like if whether it be joseph casey or joel or me um either it would be as low as just somebody being a fan and knowing about their facebook page and getting in touch with them but that's kind of what we've wanted to do with the show too is like we'd love to obviously talk to the legends and talk to our peers but we also want to have episodes with 
up and coming bands that are are really don't have that much of a following but they they show potential or they already have talent enough to where they should be known more you know and there has been ex- examples of that too but um like with your show you probably definitely have had plenty of guests that you you didn't know anything about them you know and i think that actually gives to the conversation though because i'm I able to even listen to the music sometimes that's that's I just want to talk to the person right right so i i tend to sample just a little bit so i have some kind of reference but that is the main thing is talking to the individual and and i i think that if and and when i say that there isn't really any plan i think that I can actually change that answer to it's the person's timeline. Their life story is exactly. our plan. We want to go through it in mostly chronological order and then let the conversation Flow fall it wherever it's going to fall. You know, just like it would naturally if we're just sitting at a bar, at a bar, a beer. having a beer. <laughs> what about collabs? I love making collabs. I've released over 80 of them in the past five years. Uh, what would be the perfect collab for the Cali Death podcast? It could be a beer, it could be weed, because I know that you guys. Yeah, are actually, flip flops, dude. Hell yes, get some like high quality Cali Death flip flops, dude. That's something you've done. I would love to do that, okay, but so I want it's got to be high quality. That's okay. the thing. So he is wearing flip flops right now. I He's am. got his tongs on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that would be. A goal merch item that I would want to be made for the show, but I wouldn't want the, you know, cheap fucking flip-flops where you got the plastic straps that come through the bottom. No, these are, I want them to be high quality, so they're probably going to be pricey when they ever come out. But that would be a collab with like uh, rainbow sandals or something. There you go, rainbow, let's go. I would love to go with rainbow sandals, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it is important when you make merch, and something that my wife has been talking about, Jessica, a lot, is that when you sell someone something, you want it to be their favorite thing ever. Right. It I wear flip-flops per- every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to eat, and I got to yeah. play a show, so I'm going to wrap this up. Classic Vox and Hops wrap-up question. Dude, go for it. It probably doesn't happen to you very often because you cut down on drinking a lot because you uh, you don't want to blow up, as you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but every once in a while, hypothetically, tonight into tomorrow morning, what is your hangover cure? My hangover cure definitely involves coffee. Um, it would have to be a bowl of oatmeal oh, with a bunch of mixed berries up in there. That makes me feel better no matter what. So I'm like, that right there, I would have to lay that out as the baseline. Plenty of water. Um, probably, if, if it's going to be a long weekend, though, I'm probably going to crack a beer pretty soon <laughs> to get that hair of the dog. Hell yes. That's, but only one. you got to stop after yeah, that, people. Yeah, that's it. That's it. If you go more than one, you're, 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 you're going to be napping, and then you're going to wake up and have your double hangover True. for that night and you don't want that you want it to dissipate you don't want it to increase it. <laughs> anthony thank you so so much crossover episode i love doing yeah this. dude we'll uh, figure out a way to put this on our uh, uh at least our audio feed for sure you and got it. Uh, and uh yeah dude this is cool and uh thank you very much for having me 
everybody who hasn't listened to the podcast, please do. Cali Death Podcast. You can listen to it on any podcast podcast platform. And YouTube. It's live on Twitch, too. Live on Twitch every Thursday <laughs> nights. So I never fucking say it. Live. So twitch.tv slash Cali Death Podcast is the URL for that. Cali Death Podcast dot com for merch. And you'll hear some new music from me as soon as we're completely ready to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> Hell fucking yes. Cheers. Dude, cheers, bro. Thank you very much, dude.